Hi, I'm Janice from Treble Tree Music. I'm a veteran music teacher, and I'm sharing some of the tricks of the trade that I've learned over the years that might make your classroom go a little bit easier, a little bit more organized, and less stressful. I'm glad that you're here today. Today, I'm going to be talking about classroom piano at the elementary school. I was really lucky to have a whole set of keyboards, 36 of them at my little, my elementary school. I shared them with a co-teacher from another school. She'd have them in the fall, and then I'd have them in the spring. Sometimes that we would share, share them, and, and we'd flip it, and I'd have it in the fall. I felt really, really blessed. The organization of setting all that up, that was a challenge, and I finally got to it. But part of the challenge is assessing the piano play for a, each class and some classes may have 36 kids some may have less and is getting all that organized and finding a path to being able to assess the skill that they're learning while learning how to play the piano one of the reasons I love to do a piano unit is that they have headphones and I usually do it at the end of the year after all of the programs have finished May and then in my district we were done in the middle of June so it was a wonderful last six five to six week process at the end of the year there's lots of field trips there's lots of events there's outdoor events that can impact the, the number of classes we see, the number of sections that we get to teach during that time at the end of the year. So it really, really worked out well, and it was usually hot. It was another way to just sit down and cool and play the, learn to play the piano. Let's look at one way to assess the piano skills. And I've, I'm using a, re, a template that I created, modeled after my recorder belt, the karate belt assessments I created. And I'll leave a link down in here, teachers available on Teachers Pay Teachers and Etsy. And it was one of the ways to have the students become responsible for filling out the form and telling me what's the title that they're going to use. Here's kind of a sample. They have to put the title. They have to put their teacher's name, the date, what's the song that they're going to do. And then we talk about what each of the assessment rubrics mean. I have two sets of sheets. One of the sheets has uh, breaks it down with tempo, rhythm, melody, and poise and posture as well. And in our this resource, you could decide to do something a little bit more in depth with each of the students, or you could do a simple how they do and have it done one and done either way. I think there's validity in both resources. Each of the rubric sheets are four to one using the rubrics. Four is no mistakes. Three is a few. Two is several and one is multiple multiple mistakes and we talk about you know not giving up even if it didn't go well that we're in the learning process and we want to be able to grow our grow our uh, ability not stop just because it might not have gone well for that first time there's always going to be students who have already taken private lessons and can be a great resource to show beginners and do a demonstration of what a four looks like and what a three looks like. And those older kids that have already taken those lessons, they really want to show that uh, show off their skill as well. This is a good end of the year activity also to review those key vocabulary words, tempo, rhythm, 
melody, and I add poise and posture to this process as well. As part of the learning, I make time for individual performances, and I also ask the kids to introduce themselves, announce the piece of music that they're going to do. I don't demand that everybody do it, but I sure do like to set that process up so they can learn how to manage the nerves when they're speaking in public. Managing the nerves and introducing yourself that children really struggle with. Um, some of them can and will try. I also share with them the, the experience I had as a middle school student, student starting to perform in public and on the guitar and on the piano. And I had to manage my nerves. And then my the nerves would start at my feet, come all the way up the body. I would get numb all the way up to And then I'm holding my music and it was shaking or holding the guitar. So I share that with them. I said, that was too hard for me and as the years went by I learned different ways to process that nerve those nerves ways to do deep breathing and relaxation techniques before ever stepping onto a stage or take or getting ready to perform and I talk about that it takes practice but we can do that and we also do as a class discussion what does it look like for you when you get nervous and how do you feel and what are some ways that you could uh, talk about that uh, with your friends or talk about it inside and what can I do to change that? All right, so you've gotten to, you've decided you're going to use the assessment. Well, then get to it and download it. Here's some ideas on how to get started. You're going to select the template that you want to use and then you're going to want to make copies and then cut them apart and then set them in a spot in the music room where students can get to them easily. And then also find another spot that you're going to put those completed assessment uh, templates and that you always, they know, and then you need to let them know, where do you get it? Where do you put it back and be ready? You've already talked about what each one of the items means in the rubrics, and then you'll be all set to go. You will have already decided what pieces of music do I want to use. And that's another blog post that I'll put on here and another video that I'm going to use uh, that I'll put on there to explain how I do that. Just other ideas, set the rubrics, choose the assessment place, assessment template, and then what grades are you going to use these templates? Decide that as well. Describe the expectations in each rubric to the students and have somebody just demonstrate or you can demonstrate what does a four look like? What does a three look like if they're playing? Uh, prepare and, and go take the time to show the students how to fill out the forms. And that might mean everybody's just practicing one form that we could use, throw away for later on. You'll have to decide what, le what songs you wanna use for what levels. And then show them how that you're going to circle the rubric, uh, the four or the three or the two, and, and that how you'll add those up or you'll just say, hey, that was a three, good job. I always have threes passing, two needs a little bit more work. And then collect those assessments throughout the class period. Uh, you could put uh, each class could have their own drawer. I have a picture here that I can show you of the drawers that I use and I label them with the schools, each teacher's name and I have them always put them in that drawer and at the end of the day, I'll pull those out. And then I'll, at the end of the day, after I've made some time, I'll grade those sheets, uh, not grade them, but record that rubric. And I use a, uh, an, uh, a resource that I created called Google Sheets Elementary Gradebook. And I created one where you can put the four, the three, or the two in, and it'll automatically uh, do a cumulative grade so that you can be ready for turning in grades later. Um, let's see what else. 
I always reward myself with a cup of coffee and maybe a little treat as I sit down to, to record grades in my grade book. And then always try to do a few classes each day. If you do a few each day, set a timer. That's something I do to keep on track. And then you won't feel so overwhelmed when you've got you know, 10, 15 classes and you've got all of these different assessments that you've got to pull together. Another thing I have that you have a link in my in the description is I have a, it's an organizational tool way to organize the paper pencil materials in the classroom. I think you might find that helpful too. I wish I'd had more ideas when I was first starting teaching and I started later after after uh, raising my kids went back to school and got my teaching license. But if you just want more tools in your toolbox to make your teaching day easier. So I'm hoping some of these ideas will help you and keep looking and look for the next video in the series. Um, I'm going to do a video about how to set up the keyboards, classroom posters that you might want to have as you start that keyboard unit. Say, what do we do? Where do we go? How do we treat the keyboard? And the blue cup idea. I can't wait to share that with you. It was a game changer for me. And double check in the description to see if it, check out the links I've left for you. And I hope you found some of these ideas helpful.